Welcome to Under the Hood Podcast. In this podcast, we pop the hood and give you an inside look at the hows and whys of our ministry here at Cornerstone Church. I'm Michael Knave, your host. It is my pleasure to welcome you to this episode and to welcome Nathan to the studio. Oh, yeah. Nathan, am I right? Are you number three? Like on staff, Jody's the longest tenured. I'm second. You're third, right? I think so. Because the the thrashes have been around longer Mm -hmm. than you and me, but it was... Jason served as an elder mm-hmm. and then came on staff, and and Tad and and the Anglin family were mm-hmm. here before us, but it was later when Tad yep. uh, took over IT for us. Number three, it's yeah. it's been a while, and, <laughs> almost and so, fourteen years, all for, <laughs> almost fourteen years. That is crazy. January of ten. Yes. Oh yeah. my goodness. Um, and and what makes this really special to have you sitting at the table is this long term journey mm-hmm. we have been on mm-hmm. of helping people follow Jesus and and even building everything we do mm-hmm. at Cornerstone around this. And so for this episode and what we're gonna what we plan to do once a month is each time we finish up a practice. Uh, last month we finished up worship. We're gonna I, I don't know what you call it do a time capsule. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I think about it. It's just one of those like, hey, we want to not just move past this and say that was a fun series, but we want to say, okay, what was so good about that? What did God speak to us? What were the surprises? And then what did we learn? Because this is not just something that we are, you know, it's going to be in the past. It's not just October of 2023. Uh We're saying, hey, we want this to be significant in the life of our church moving forward. And and what what the real truth is, is that you know I am really inclined (laughs) to move forward and just, hey, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next year? And then the next... I love it though. Like I love working with a visionary who has always got his eyes on the on the horizon. It's fun. And then you drag me back. It's like Michael, Just Michael, that's great. Okay, okay, Just a little bit. <laughs> so, okay, so let's uh, let, let's talk about what we would put in a time capsule. I love that mm-hmm. metaphor. Like, what would we do there? So, kind of mm-hmm. establishing shots. Um, we have long been a church that says, hey, we help people follow Jesus. And now this word follow has become really rich mm-hmm. to us. Like we, we're we now beginning to say, we want to become a follow church because this word follow encapsulates mm-hmm. um, what some are calling a rule of life. Yeah. Uh, what, what do people mean with rule of life? That's not a phrase I, 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 I yeah, formerly yeah. used. Yeah. So it's, it's a phrase that has like some like ancient historic um, meaning to it, but then like it's come in, in vogue more recently mm-hmm. as well. And so Andy Crouch defines it as a set of practices to guard our habits and guides our lives, mm-hmm. guard our habits and guide our lives. And so it's kind of just like, what what are our rhythms? What do we value? What do we put into practice in our, our daily lives? Um, that's how I think of a rule of life. Anything you want to add there? Yeah. The other quote from Crouch uh-huh. is that, he says a group of people without a rule of life is not a community. Yeah. It, it reminds me of Amos 3.3. 3. How can two uh, walk mm-hmm. together unless they be agreed? You know, in, in some cases, you have people showing up to church, but they really don't share a mm-hmm. rule of life, these guiding practices. And, you know, one person thinks this about worship and another th- person thinks this about, you know, a mm-hmm. Sunday school class or a small group and another thinks this about serving and how often. And yet when we have a rule of life, mm-hmm. uh, when we have follow in place, it actually makes us community. 
mm-hmm. uh, where we are partnered in the same direction. Yep. Uh, and so we come to it. So I've, I've gotten re- – that is that yeah. quote has really inspired me yeah. about recognizing the importance of us having that shared understanding when we show up at church. Yeah. I, I even think about – like in the business world, Lencioni talks about the difference between like working groups and teams. Yes. Like working groups are just people that get in the same room and have meetings and stuff, but teams have like shared objectives and values for what, what they're going after. Yes. And so I just love that picture for us of like what it looks like for us to even be on the same team means that mm-hmm. we're pushing toward the same, the same goals and objectives have this this shared set of values and rule of life. Absolutely. Okay, so so good. So follow as a, a rule of life, up, out, and in. Love God, love people as you love yourself. The first practice in your relationship of loving God or up is worship. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at the time mm-hmm. capsule. So as we think about what we did last month, working through this practice of worship, let's kind of run through mm-hmm. the four weeks and and maybe yeah. uh, let, let's talk about some high points yeah, yeah. and some fun stories that we get to share. So, so week one, uh, we preached through uh, First Chronicles, David bringing the ark back to Jerusalem, worship being central. Uh, that that may be my favorite part of that mm-hmm. weekend of David saying. Hey, I'm king, and the first thing I'm going to do is remind God's people that we are people of worship. Yeah. Uh, as you looked at that text, what what was jumping out to you? Yeah, I just I think that the priority of it is what hit me as well. It's like, hey, first thing I got to do, like my first executive mm-hmm. order, the thing that's like first day in yes. office priority is let's get the presence of the Lord back into the central uh, the central place in our camp. Yes, and I just love that. I thought it was so powerful. And and then for him to hire the professionals mm-hmm. to do it, uh, to say, hey, there are people gifted and called by God that inspire us mm-hmm. to worship. Uh, and so then they, they invited in. And as God's people mm-hmm. gather, uh, worship is is heard and shared by others. Like we mm-hmm. are better mm-hmm. together. That yeah. that was really helpful for me of recognizing that coming together as God's people is a really important yeah. thing, and it's better uh, yeah. when we are worshiping together. I totally agree. Like as a as a musician, I can just attest to the fact that like. Um, highly skilled musicians are just inspiring to be around yes. and to to watch and observe. And then they also just draw you in. I'm thinking about like, I went to see Nickel Creek, one of my very favorite bluegrass bands out there in Nashville. And like, I was just sitting there and it was kind of a, a transcendent moment. These guys, like some of them mm. are, some of them are believers, some are not, but like yep. watching this guy who is very gifted, one of the best mandolinists alive. And I'm just sitting there like talking with God about how amazing it is that yes. this guy has this level of skill and even natural ability, how much better whenever it's used uh, for the glory of God within the church yes. and the way it inspires. So Absolutely. Cool. Well well said. And then we moved into week two. We had the worship panel. I am so proud of our team. You led the discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- walk us through uh, what, what yeah. happened in that week and, and what you remember. So this was a surprise highlight for me of the series um, because I can be a little bit like, I, I think there was two things going on. I can be a little bit old school. So whenever it's like a service that doesn't have a sermon, I'm Ooh. like, ooh. Ooh, is this going to, because I just love good Bible teaching. And so I was, you know, on the front end, slightly skeptical there. Yes. Um, and then uh, also I, I'm a, 
Uh, I like to script things out beforehand and know exactly what we're going to say. Um, mm-hmm. Even whenever I like prep a sermon, I manuscript everything, yes. like what I'm going to, the yes. very phrases I'm going to use and stuff. Um, and so going into it with, uh, without it being a sermon, it being a panel discussion and then right. us not having scripts, but just bullet points. Um, I was a little nervy, but then like, I remember some specific points in that week where I just felt God speaking to me like, he did. Hey, uh, I, I've got this. You can trust, you can trust mm. Dustin. You can trust this team that's up here. This is going to be good. And on Friday night, just sitting there with that panel of residents and worship leadership yes. on our staff, I was just blown away by how rich and solid and helpful the things were that they all had to say. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a surprise highlight for me. It really was special. I was so proud of our team and walking us through what we experienced mm-hmm. in public worship and then the why mm-hmm. and 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 heard many stories. We'll get to a few of those in a moment, but of people that it really helped mm-hmm. them engage mm-hmm. in public worship and even overcome some inhibitions and some some walls that they had yeah. had in the past. Yeah. So, so week two was the worship panel. Then week three, we we stepped into that story of the woman at the well. You know, the hour is coming. It's it's not going to be your mountain or mm-hmm. mine. Remembering that mm-hmm. God rim, ripped the temple veil top mm-hmm. to bottom. We are not bound by 2705 Walton right. Ray. Um, we are able to worship in spirit and in truth. And I, I love Nathan, or excuse me, I love Dustin's phrase from that, that week of study, no flesh, no lies, recognizing in spirit that my flesh is weak. And I, I've got to recognize that to be able to worship in spirit and, and no lies. It, it must be based in the gospel in Jesus that we are actually able to worship. Mm-hmm. Week three was, was really special. Yeah, I agree. And I'd, I'd never before seen those, like those two categories in that text specifically. Like, I, I think seeing the way that Jesus addressed that was just really powerful. <laughs> in in the past for me, uh, resonating with what you're saying, is it just sounded like kind of a nice little phrase? Right. Spirit and truth. Right. And then to actually dig into that and connect those mm-hmm. pieces was really helpful. Yeah. Which then brings us to week four, that Colossians 3 text. Yeah. Wow, what a really special weekend. And in the in the past, I, I knew the the Greek words for worship, proskuneo and lutreo, and mm-hmm. you know, that bow down and also worship as service. But I had not seen before where what we do in the worship center on a weekend then extends into our week yeah. in the roles that we play. That was that was really special for me. It was me. a cool connection. Yeah, I love that. And then just 316, like uh-huh. Gal- Colossians 316, not just th- John 316. Yes. Here's another good 316. Another good 316. Wow. There's a lot of good 316s. I, so this, as a guy who loves solid Bible teaching, this might, so I, I, the surprise highlight for me was week two, but week four is just like one of my favorite texts around worship. Um, and the, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, that being y'all, not just singular. <laughs> yes. I've thought of it very personally before of like, okay, I need to let the word of Christ dwell richly in me, but then understanding that as a, a gathered expression. And then, uh, like I could, I could just start to catch some vision for like, oh man, what would it be like? If whenever our people are together, yes. like they're singing to one another, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, they're teaching and admonishing one another, not just that you're standing on the stage right. teaching and admonishing them, but they're walking up to one another and saying like, man, you would not believe what I was learning in God's word this yes. weekend. And I can just catch a vision for that. And it's like, that that excites me. Yes, yes. To have people 
teaching and singing and sharing that, taking ownership of when we come together, we are worshiping God and serving each other as we do that. Mm-hmm. And and to to build on your highlight, I think my favorite part was that about the time I finished preaching the second mm-hmm. weekend, mm-hmm. we'd already prepped week three and four, because yeah. we prepped two weeks out, uh, two sermons ahead. And when that uh, happened and we finished two, I thought, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the worship panel was awesome. I mean, how do we how do we build on that? <laughs> yeah, right. Like this is going to be anti- save that for the end, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and just to see what God did in weeks three and four, and just continued to build in 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 our people's experience and our people's lives was really really encouraging yeah. to me. Hey, let, let's let's tell a few stories. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Let, let's talk about some things uh, that we heard. Uh, you and I got a, a text from mm-hmm. Jake about the Lingle small group. Jump in and share that one. Yeah, I thought that was fun. So that was after the Friday night um, worship panel. Uh, Jake Lingle mentioned that his his small group, just some of the ladies there, had been on Friday night and just absolutely loved it. Yeah. And so he was sharing like a, a group text that was going on that someone was asking like, "Hey, were any of the rest of you guys there tonight?" Uh-huh. And they're like, "No, I wasn't." And then uh, this this one lady said, um, "Man, you gotta go on Sunday. I'm thinking about going back. Yeah, <laughs> like I want to experience that again. It's just so fun. <laughs> Can I go twice this weekend? Yes, I think uh, that's okay. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> there there was a gentleman about my age that shared with me how his worship experience in that month came alive, mm-hmm. um, where he found himself uh, intentionally, physically." actively engaging in worship. Mm-hmm. And he he crossed that line from, hey, what am I going to get out of it? Yeah. To I came to give my mm-hmm. worship to God. And had a young lady share with me. She's relatively new to our church and and talked about how she'd gotten acclimated. Like it takes a while mm-hmm. when you're at a new church. And then having gotten acclimated, she described how it was the very first time she'd mm-hmm. ever sensed the Spirit of God leading her yeah. in public worship. That I was so excited for her. Yeah, we we had a young man sharing um, that his his parents had been for some some period of time, like mm-hmm. rather a little bit disengaged, kind of sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. And during this series, it's been something that's like absolutely drawn them in where like now um, Jesus has become more central to their their walk. And I just love that because that's what we want. We yes. want it to be part of our, our daily rhythms that we're engaged with God. Yes. Uh, uh, several prayer team members uh, shared with me a, about how during this series, they had more actively engaged, had more opportunity mm-hmm. <laughs> to actively engage, not just after the service during mm-hmm. response time, but with people prior to, and that. to see people showing up to worship yeah. and engaging in prayer and prayer team ministry being involved in their lives. That, that was another really good one. <laughs> so good. So good. So how about for you personally? Like what's what's this what's this month of worship <laughs> meant for you? Oh, such a great question. I knew it, but I didn't realize uh, what a big deal for me in my private worship creation is. Mm-hmm. I was blown away. Um, and, and part of it was setting aside a daily time mm-hmm. with God that was first in my day, yep. uh, early in my day, and then how beneficial it is for me to be in creation. Mm-hmm. To uh, Many times there was a sunrise that was especially meaningful to me, having had my time with yeah. God. And, and for me, I've known that in the past, and it was accentuated. Mm-hmm. I was reminded of, of how 
helpful it is to me to be engaged in worship. And I'm so biased to that. I I kind of think it should be true for everybody. <laughs> right. And then we did a survey with our staff uh-huh. and we used the Sacred Pathways, yep. the tool that yep. we made available. And I really, I mean, if I'm being vulnerable, I really thought 80% of our staff would say they are also <laughs> engaged in worship by the Sacred Pathway of Creation. Yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> like, not, a, yeah. not at all. It was just equal distribution yeah. over all of these pathways uh, that that God uses in us. So Super it, cool. it was both really invigorating for me, and it was also really inspiring to me to see the diversity uh-huh. of God's people. Yeah. Uh, that is always such a great reminder for me. How about for you? Yeah. I, so the first big thing for me was just that, like, I realized that my morning, my daily time with God historically has been read the Bible and pray. And I mm. didn't have really like a moment of worship that kicked it off. Oh, and so, so like, good. even my prayers were typically geared toward like, I'm starting to think about my day and everything and yep. praying about those meetings. Yep. And so just the very act of like uh, shutting off my alarm, rolling out of bed and hitting my knees first thing and yes. like engaging in worship that was like a big deal for me. And and it just like really oriented my life toward um, uh, who God is first Mm -hmm. rather than like um, reading and then praying about my day. Um, And so that was a big one for me. And then uh, secondarily, like on the sacred pathway thing, I'm like more in the intellectual realm. Like I'm most inspired to worship by things I learn about God or his attributes. Um, That's what kind of stirs me up. And so having even that uh, on those flashcards, the God is good. He's Mm -hmm. great. He's glorious and gracious and having those as kind of like hooks for some of his attributes yes. to say um, the way that those things, uh, like the reasons God is worthy of worship, those are helpful for me. Oh, so good. Uh, you inspired me one week when you shared coming back from your Verge group, yeah. how you had said, hey, guys, I want you to hold me accountable yeah. to not hit the snooze button. Yeah. Because when you hit the snooze button, you're kind of saying, flesh, you win. Yeah. Uh, but when you roll right out of bed onto your knees, you're saying, yeah. I give my life to yes. Jesus today. Like, yeah. Really appreciated you sharing that with me personally. It was, that was inspiring. It was a convicting moment for me. So. I'm glad it was helpful for you. It was. It was. <laughs> uh, so so let's wrap this discussion up. Here's here's what I'm most excited about. And and Nathan, I think you were the one who said it. Uh what I'm most excited about is that this is not going to be mm-hmm. a series that a year from now, two years from now, we all say, Oh, remember October right. of twenty three? That was my best worship ever. Yes. Yeah. Can we do that again, please? Yeah. Like that's 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 not what we're doing right. here. It's not okay. That was awesome. Now we're done with worship. Instead, we are creating a rule of life. Mm-hmm. We are creating uh, a, a journey that we take together, where worship becomes mm-hmm. part of our day. That's part who of we are. Yeah. Every week, this is our guiding rule of life. This is how we are engaging the lifestyle mm-hmm. of Jesus. We are actually following in mm-hmm. his footsteps. Um, so I'm excited as we begin to put pieces together, and, and you and I are working mm-hmm. it on some pieces right. that we really believe will be tools to help people remember, and even talking about stacking, as you just talked about, hey, I was reading my Bible, I was mm-hmm. praying, but I didn't have worship yeah. built into that that yeah. daily time with God, and we're already working on ways to better communicate and yep. better help our people stack habits first of the day even seeing some stuff at the middle of our day coming up early next year. Uh, What I'm so excited about 
is that we have introduced a way of life, a mm-hmm. rule of life, guiding practices, not to move on from, right. but to incorporate into our day. Right. It is such a joy to see what God's doing. I'm excited. I'm excited about where this is going. Yeah, just to think about uh, a, a real community, you know, yes. shaped by rule of life, not yes. just a group of people gathering at 2705 Walton Way mm-hmm. on Sundays, but a, a genuine community shaped by this rule of life, this lifestyle of Jesus. Yes. I'm excited. We are people of worship. Let the journey begin. 